funnel cakes at your first birthday. Our milkshakes, funnel cakes at your first birthday. I'm in a parallel world in which it didn't take place. And in a parallel land, some kind of hiding place. And it's an avatar, maybe an avatar. Flying out the window, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. This is Holly Steffi, and we are back 
Um, we took a little break, um, and I uh, hope everyone enjoyed the holidays. Uh, if you celebrated Easter and Mother's Day and uh, May Day and all the amazing holidays that we just um, came through and we have to look forward to. That was a great song called Milkshakes Funnel Cakes, and um, that's off the newest released Awkward Eye by KYD. And I have Jared with me, and um, I'm going to bring on my co-host, Spencer Drake from New York, and um, and then myself, I'm here, Holly Steffi, and uh, I wanted to let everyone know this show will be available afterwards on iTunes, and also now I've been told we've been picked up by Google Play, and also we are on a lot of other syndicated networks, so um, I expect you know, a lot of people to really have a lot of fun. And uh, go make sure to check out our blog, and we're on Facebook. And so with that, I want to say hi, Spencer, and hi, Jared. How are you? Hey, great. Very good. Uh, Holly, that's <laughs> great about and, the, the addition of the show on Google Pay. I want to congratulate you. And yeah. It's great. We got picked up. Yeah, I love it. we did. Love and, it. And, and I wanted to ask you, are you calling are you calling in from the Netherlands, Jared? Yeah. yeah. I'm Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's eleven Sounds o'clock good. at night there. It's like oh, it's, it's 11 a Friday o'clock. night at eleven and it's eleven o'clock at night on a Friday and what are you doing? You're on the you're on the air with us. So that's where we <laughs> want, that's the best place to be right now instead of being out getting into trouble. Exactly. Right? Getting in trouble exactly. on the I'm radio. So happy. I'm so happy we have this appointment, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is going to be yeah. really fun. You know, yeah. you have such a diverse background, and um, I think it's best because I've read so much about all the different things you do, not only your band, Awkward, um, KYD, um, and the newest Let's... release, Awkward I. Awkward I, you yeah. You also, yeah. You also are a music composer, and you also do some acting. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, and then Spencer and I will jump in and ask some questions. How's that? Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, well, uh, my I, I started making records about 10 years ago with, uh, under the moniker of Awkward Eye. And the kid, mm-hmm. uh, the thing you just spelled out, you know, it's KYD, is uh, it's uh, I pronounce it as kid. That's my third. And out of these, you know, out of out of the songs, actually, I ended up in film music because uh, a young sort of promising filmmaker here in Holland mm-hmm. used a few songs in his in his debut movie, The Deflowering of Eva van End, which was also released in the States, mm-hmm. I believe, as the mm-hmm. way I just pronounced it. It's a, it's a Dutch movie. And so I ended yeah. up in film music because my songs are in that movie and uh, he had a problem with his composer. And so I convinced him to let me do the score because he already used four of my songs anyway. And so that was, you know, start as a film composer. And out of that, also sort of, I had an opportunity to uh, write for theater, for music theater, which I also embraced. Oh, wow. Was, I don't know. I, I like the whole sort no, of that's cool. multidisciplinary uh, you know, keeps it mm-hmm. interesting and, 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 and vibrant and dynamic. So, yeah, yeah, I divide my time between, you know, recording with Awkward Eye and performing live and, and, and 
and composing for film and theater. That is Great. so That's cool. what I do. How, and and you, I've heard, are a very big fan of Randy Newman. I am. Yeah, is he's one correct? of my favorites. Yeah. He's That's good. what I heard. That's what I heard. Who is told that you? What really, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you. I'm not going to tell. No, I, I, I asked. Um, a little bit, um, a little. I asked a few people some questions, and uh, I got told that you love Randy Newman. So, you know, I know Spencer and I always like to know what really motivated somebody to t- choose the career that they have chosen. But mm. I would like to talk about how you got the name KYD because you that is in your bio, which I didn't put up. So maybe you want to. Tell our listeners a little about about that because that's really interesting. I thought that was such a great story. Yeah, well, I was um, I found it in a magazine somewhere. I was I was working on my third record, which didn't have a name back then yet. And then, but I but it you know there was a whole sort of personal history that I was that I was trying to tie into this record, uh, but in, in a sort of more distant poetic kind of way and you know and one of the events that 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 I guess inspired the record was um me finding out that I have had uh how do you say kind of unknowingly uh fathered a child with uh uh a wonderful woman that I was not with so it was kind of a complicated oh, uh, wow. situation and I was you know figuring out how to deal with that and also with some other stuff and and then I read a magazine about an off-the-grid community uh, where there's, there, there was this woman who had this idea of not naming her child but letting the child name itself when it was old mm. enough to choose oh, wow. something. So, mm-hmm. so the lady waited for like four or five years, and then she asked her, her I guess, son, like, okay, you're five mm-hmm. years old. What would you like to be called? And the, and the kid was like, he didn't understand the question because everybody in that off-the-grid community somewhere in – South or North Carolina, I forget, uh, because the kid didn't have a name, kept calling, calling him kid. So he says, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, great. Thought his name that's was kid. So he said, story. well, so he said it's kid, you know, and then the only thing the mother could do was change the y, uh, the I into a Y. So he had to have some kind mm-hmm. of artistic that's say about the child. And I read that, that, that name and I thought, well, this is actually the perfect title for what I'm writing about because it's, it, it kind of means nothing. And and mm-hmm. kid at the same time, you know, so it kind of puts the listener off and tells them sort of uh, indirectly, like, this is not a diary, you know, this is something that hopefully, <laughs> you don't need to know my personal history, hopefully to let the music speak to you. And so I like the, the, the distance of the word kid. Yeah. You know. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So Milkshakes and Funnel Cakes, it, was that written for your um, child? Yeah, that was basically written written during a period when I was, you know, um, very scared of the whole thing, and and you know, I that I wasn't prepared, and yeah. I and so yeah, I had this idea of, of 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 imagining my 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 future daughter's first birthday, and uh, and you know, mm. and that's where that that wow. but you know, but but dreading it's it a in great a way, song. and feeling yeah, yeah. Really feeling is. feeling thanks. And feeling sort of guilty about dreading my. Congratulations, by the way. No, congratulations, Thanks. children. Oh yeah. Children, Definitely. you know, I, 
I, I've told Spencer this, and I, I tell everyone this. The most I've ever learned in life has been from the innocence of a child. Because um, mm. they are so honest and so truthful. And it's like, you know, you ask a child something, and they're, they're, they are so unaffected. They're just going to tell you, you know. Yeah. And, and you'll hear more truth from that than you will anything else. I get so much inspiration from children and uh, I've always been like that. So that's why Spencer says I'm very childlike, but <laughs> I, I enjoy it. It's it's a good way to be, you know, and uh, it's a great way to have an imagination. So I can just imagine you with this music, um, milk, milkshakes, funnel cakes. And we have another um, song that we're going to be playing later called a boat beneath a sunny sky that we'll be playing. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about some of the other tracks on this uh, newest released Awkward Eye? Uh, on Kid, you mean? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Which one did you have in mind? <laughs> I mean, I can talk about any any of them. Do you want to talk about whatever you'd like to, and just tell us a little story behind the song and what inspired you? Yeah. We'd love to know, and our listeners, and then where we can uh, where we can. Oh, you're on Facebook. Um, you can find Kid on KYD on Facebook as well. Um, you can find and on yeah, Instagram, on Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but let, let me. I, and I think I think we've got two yeah. things mixed up here. Like my band name is Awkward Eye, and the record right. is called Kid. So right. you, mm-hmm. yeah, so Kid's not really on Facebook. Just to give your listeners a fair chance of finding me, you know. Okay, so. <laughs> Awkward, awkward I is, yeah, yeah. I, because I yeah. know on Instagram it's awkward underscore I, guys. When you go to um, look for awkward I on yeah. Instagram, it's the word awkward and then underscore I, because I did tag you on some um, yeah, some announcements and we got such a great response to it. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you liked it. So yeah, um, I did. We're I really did. excited. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So let's hear. Let's yeah, hear about so, some of the other tracks and songs. Yeah. Well, there's a like you mentioned the song about beneath the sunny sky. That was the song that I originally wrote for a music theater play called Alice in Wonderland. It was a you know it was a rendition of Alice Ooh. in Wonderland for children's mm-hmm. musical theater and uh, and I was working on that and still reading the book as well through the looking glass and Alice's ventures in Wonderland. And then I found this poem at the end of the book by Lewis Carroll, which is really not part which of any one? of these books, but it's the poem's called a boat beneath a sunny sky. And it's, it's basically a poem where, where uh, Lewis Carroll recollects these, these boat boating or the boat outings that mm-hmm. he, that he actually undertook with the, with the three Liddell sisters, one of which was the real Alice. Wow. And on these boat, out in he, really? uh, he told these children these these children these stories that ended up being the, the classic that we all know now. But anyway, I read the poem. I thought such a great, you know, wonderful sort of universal melancholy vibe that I thought maybe the the play should start and end with this poem in a way. And so I wrote a song with the poem, um, so that we that we have these bookends. For the for the play and uh, anyway, but it, but but the theme ended up fitting so well with what I was writing about on my record as well that I decided to mm-hmm. put it on the record. 
So that's, that's the story behind cool. that one. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to that... bring. I want to bring in something. Uh, your, your sound is very different, which I like. Well, Holly and I really like. I've heard it's a, it's a mm-hmm. different sound. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like the music is really nice. It's got a nice feeling to it. And also you've got a sort of your own style, you know, which I like. I think uh, Holly and I, uh, Holly agrees with it. You know, Absolutely. you've got your own, you have a very nice style, which is very different. I think you got to do that. I mean, I've been doing famous people in music, designing for them for so many years. And, you know, each one's got a sort of a style that made them famous or whatever. And, and you have that style. Uh, you know, uh, as we know, Ed Sheehan, who's so prominent out there, has uh, he's interesting to me because he's he, he works on acoustic a lot. You know what I'm saying? And you have a simplistic mm. sound, too. Uh, you're not mm. the same, mm-hmm. but it's a, a very creative sound. And Ed Sheehan reminds me, he does remind me of you because you're different, but uh, you're in that same simplistic mode, if you can understand what I'm saying, which is very nice. Mm. I like that. Totally no, thank you, get Spencer. that. Thanks. I agree. I agree yeah. with you, Spencer, a hundred percent. And now I and I know why he likes Randy Newman because <laughs> right, right. Um, Randy. Right. I mean, really, Randy's stuff is very was very different too. Um, That's right. That's exactly right. Hall. Very. And yeah. uh, um, I really love what I really love about now the story behind a boat beneath the sunny skies. What you told me about the poem and the book. And the play, um, mm-hmm. me coming from go- being in an acting, um, growing up studying theater, which I did, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started studying first set design, and uh, that was uh-huh. in England. And um, it was very interesting to me because there was so much lacking and so much creativity lacking with it. So for you to be able mm-hmm. to go in and write music for theater, that is mm. a whole different world. I mean, Spencer yeah. knows that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah you're right, Hal. It's exactly a whole right different world mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it could change any minute just depending on what, you know, is going on. And you can sh- and, and you're, you're painting these pictures with the music. So, um. I'd like to know, like, what? How, how did you get into doing theater music? How did that come about? Well, actually, um, um, there's a composer here in Amsterdam who also does a lot of film music. His brother is a is a is, mm-hmm. a, is a sort of kind of famous director here called um, Alex from Varmadam. Uh, but his 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 brother's mm-hmm. name is Vincent from Varmadam. He um, he actually approached me to because a he was writing music for another play, and he he was looking for a, a, a singer that wasn't an actor singer, but that was like quote unquote a real singer in his words. So he wanted, so mm-hmm. he approached me and he said, "I heard you play live somewhere, and I really like your I like the performance, and I can totally see you uh, acting or singing this in this in this play that I'm writing music for." And yeah. and I like. I like this guy and I like his work a lot and um and I respected him so I was very you know pleased that he asked me but I but I'm not very good at playing other well I might I might be able to do it but it, it's not totally fulfilling for me to just play somebody else's stuff you know like um right just, right so I told him like I'm you really you know you want to do your know, own uh, thing 
Yeah. yeah exactly. Well, I said I'm honored. I'm honored that you asked me, but 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 I but I'll I'll do it if you let me write for the play as well. And then he said, "Okay, cool. Why don't you write the songs and I'll do the score, That's and we'll great. divide up the work." Oh wow! Very, yeah, it was really, really cool That's of him right. to to to, yep. to to allow me into that because you know, in my secret agenda, I thought you know, if I can write for theater as well, that would be great. You know, then I'd have like three, three places to write music and pop music and film and theater. So mm-hmm. I was trying to ease my way into that world, and he let me. And you know, That's great. I'm very grateful for him to him for that. Right. So that's how that started. And that and and that segued into you doing some acting too as well, correct? No, that's I, I know I think what what put you off is that I I was trying to up up update my work on IMDb and I made a mistake uh-huh. because you can you know, you have to sort of do that yourself. They don't do that for you the sure. producers of the movies. So yeah, I okay. did it, but but then I I ticked the wrong box. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> very hard. Uh, it's very, that's it's very that's hard to great. remove. That's great. So I'm not an actor at all. I've never acted one second in my life. Every time, <laughs> every time are, I perform, you're acting in, the, the dance of life, my dear. Yeah, it's the <laughs> only, are. it's the only part I play. Yeah, and I, and mm. poorly, but you wow. know, no, but, uh, so I'm not. No, I have to disappoint you. I am. I am not much of an actor. No, you know no. what you're gonna have to do when you play live. You have to take a break. Say, say some famous line yeah. from a famous play, and then go back to play, and then you're officially an actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, I'll just, uh, exactly. I'll start all my shows we saying, "Hello, I'm Johnny Cash." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we we want to know who plays with you. Um, who is uh, in your band, or or is it just yourself playing most of the music? Right. right. Well, like. I'm kind of a singer-songwriter that that has a has a sort of steady group of people around me that I perform live with and that and that I that mm-hmm. I uh, invite into the studio and that make the records with me. So for a large part of the process, it's just me and my sort of uh, uh, producer, bass player, engineer, good friend David Corell in the studio. It's just the two of us mm-hmm. sort of setting everything up. And then there's uh, there's Bo Cook, a drummer that plays with me, and uh, there's Susanna Linzu who plays violin with me in my band. And I've been playing for a long time with a cellist called Yelta von Andel. And I oh, guess cool. they, and there's some other. So that's like the live band setup is just is, is us five. But uh, on the really, records, there, yeah, yeah, it must yeah, be really sorry. good. You're live. I mean, that whole live thing that you yeah. have. Yeah. Right, Holly? It must be phenomenal. To like see an unplugged life. thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. And I want <laughs> I wanted to let you know also, Jared, we are global, so um people yeah. can tune into this in Amsterdam and um actually anywhere. It's really funny. Um when I look at our demographics expense, because I've been able yeah. to, you know, dial into that, a yeah. lot of people listen to us in J- Japan. Um, Germany, um, Australia, and a lot in England, um, and, you know, France. So this is kind of cool, you know, and especially with yourself being, you know, there. So what I'd like to ask you is if you have any up-and-coming gigs or any kind of events that you would like to announce on our show for people in your area that would like to attend. 
Well, actually, I'm um, I'm going to be attending the New York Indie Week pretty soon, so I'll actually be doing a few shows oh, in me. New York in June, That's which great. is not Spencer. really in my area. You got to but... do that. Spencer, yeah, yeah. Spencer's in New yeah, York. Yeah, you got to get in t- you got to get in touch with me because I'm in New York City to do a radio review, so Holly and I can review you on radio. He you know, get in touch with to me. see you. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. 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 And. Yeah, Todd has my email, so you could go through Todd, you know, right? Yeah, Todd, come with me as well. Oh, and thank you, Todd, for sending me everything and for being so awesome. Yeah, Todd's awesome. Yeah, Todd's great. Todd's Um, great, yeah. So what are you going to be doing, Jared, in New York? What are you going to be doing? Well, I'm going to be in New York for the New York Indie Week to do a few shows because last year uh, a label from New York called Anti-Fragile Music picked up mm-hmm. the last record, Kid, and licensed it from the label here, where oh, it's come out here in number. Europe. And mm-hmm. so uh, a guy called Tom Sarig is, uh, is the sort of the, the, the man behind the label. And um, nice. what I'm trying to find, actually, uh, I'm, I'm actually coming to New York to, in, in hopes of finding a, an agent um, to be able to play oh, well, live more in the States. Oh, you got to get in touch with Spencer. You need no. to get in touch with Spencer. Spencer knows <laughs> yeah. everybody. Yeah. We both uh, do, great. but yeah. Spencer's there. Holly and He's Spence. He's Holly and Spence, the agency. Uh, yeah. By Coastal Holly. By Coastal Holly. You know. Yeah, I'm uh, Holly, California, California, and he's in New York. I am. Yeah, yeah. Holly, know. Holly knows I'm a lot of people oh. on the West Coast. Oh my gosh! I have to tell you something really funny. I I I was telling I was telling Spencer. Oh my God, Spencer! Guess what it's doing? We're having storm of the century right now. We're on that. I said I don't want really? to cancel this show again. And oh yeah, but today today sunny sunny. But tomorrow we're gonna have like a major. Well, later on today we're gonna have another major downpour, and it's supposed to be flooding. But um, you know. I have to tell you, I'm in Sonoma. I'm on a vineyard, and um, we had those horrific fires, but we've survived. We've grown. We've gotten out of it. But the thing is, we're having mudslides now and a lot of flooding just because of the floods and, I mean, because of the fires. But you know what? We as a community are all running together, but it's really a bummer when when we're out of power. Like this last storm, the winds were so bad. I thought... Spencer, Spencer, I may, and he goes, and I go, I don't want to cancel. But today, yeah. it's nice, but in a couple good, hours, good. we're expecting a ton more rain till like, next week. So, But, you know, that's beautiful because it's helping everything grow and rebirth, you know what I mean? So yeah. right. I'm grateful. Right. Yeah, I nice. am. I'm grateful, even though maybe I might be without power or, whatever for a day or whatever it doesn't matter i'd rather have things growing alive around me than have to yeah. look at a tree that's burned and mm. singed but um yeah so what's it like over there in your area we want we want to hear about um some of the things that you do um over there do you go out do you play um any gigs and uh what's the last play you worked on and stuff well yeah we'd I love to hear back, i did a tour I did a tour in Germany with um, with a Belgian friend of mine called Melanie de Holiday. Oh, nice. We were in Germany for two weeks, did a whole tour of the entire country, a few and some shows in in Austria as well. Ooh. And then I, this month I'm doing a few shows in Belgium. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know, 
branch up from here into, you know, the adjacent countries and, and the U.S. Uh, pretty soon as well. Uh, so I've been sort of, you know, because the record came out here in Holland in February 18. So I did most of the touring mm-hmm. on the record in Holland last, last year. But this year I'm going to be doing another theater tour with the album here in Holland. My first sort of really yeah, it's like playing playing music in a theater, you know, which mm, instead yeah, of, yeah. as opposed yeah. to in a club. So I'm pretty stoked for that. Beautiful. And um, and we're going to do. That's very um, Prague. Do you like Prague? Yeah. <laughs> you mean like the city Prague's Prague? Like one of my favorite cities to go. Oh my gosh! Just put me yeah, in Prague for a while I've never and been. I'll be happy. Oh, oh yeah. you have to go. I spent a lot of time there with um, a lot of the uh, um, Prague-type bands. You know, Prague music has its own sort of genre, but there, you know, Prague is beautiful. I, I could see you just loving it over there. It's yeah, Holly, really they, they also but... have really good recording studios over there, Prague. They have some really yep. cool recording studios, you know. Yeah, uh, and friend, yeah, yeah. or not. We had we had Cynthia Ross on the show who has a band and mm-hmm. uh uh New York punk she did band. Some stuff and, in Prague. Uh, yeah, exactly. So she recorded you know, the Prague band and came out with a great album. Uh, absolutely amazing album. But, you know, we had her on the show. You know, uh, so recorded a lot in Prague. Yeah, been, yeah right. Our yeah. Peter Gabriel, um Genesis, mm-hmm. you know, we have um Alan Parsons. You know, this is all very Prague-type music. Um, Marillion, Porcupine, you know, oh. all these bands, all these. Yeah. Uh, what? You what? mean like Prague, P R O G? I thought you were talking P R A G. Oh, Prague, like Prague. Prague music. Oh, yes. so I'm talking about the capital of Czech Republic. <laughs> oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about the capital. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yep. it got me all confused right. here. I'm like, oh, yeah. you gotta go. Oh, to Prague. right, Prague, Prague. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta go there yeah. and go to and go to That's the right. go to the beautiful cathedrals and stuff. And wow, oh wow. But getting That's back good. to you yeah. doing a theater tour, that's yeah. really really fun. Wow. Yeah, and I'm very very happy about that because it's you know it's a new area where I've never performed and. Different kinds of people go to the theater, so it's you know, it's a good chance for me to mm-hmm. meet, you know, new people, you know, find a new crowd hopefully, and and also oh, I like yeah, the you setting, will. you know, it's quiet, yeah. oh, totally. it's dark, people sit down, you know, there's no bar, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, oh. I, I like bars, but I, you know, I prefer music when it's played over, you know, the sound of it's glasses more and stuff like that. It's more just silent, theatrical. you know. There's more. There's more. There's more concentration. There's more focus on the music, mm-hmm. and you know. And yeah. I yeah. guess for the kind of stuff that I do, if I was in a punk band, I mean, I wouldn't care, you know. I'd like to, you know, I play in. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's listening music, you know. It's kind of, yeah. you know. I, I guess, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to playing it in theater. But I, um, I mean, I got to tell you a story. Uh, you know, when I go, I review music for our show. I'm sure Holly's uh, done this also. When you go to a club, uh, you know, sometimes, and, and you're right about this, because I always, and I know Holly believes this, that the musician should be the forefront in a club. There shouldn't be any noise. I hate that. And then we had one mm. time, I remember, listening to a really phenomenal musician at the City Winery in New York, which is a great club, and these people were talking behind ah. me. I told, them, I told them to shut up. You know what I mean? It's like, I yeah, yeah, really yeah. It's, it's no, it's really intrusive not. on a musician to did hear people really? barbing. You know. 
Oh, my God. What did they say to you when you told them to be quiet? I did. Oh, well, they shut up. Because you know what it is about? You know what it is about, Holly? They know what I'm talking about. They know what I'm talking about. And so it's not like they're drunk out of their minds and they don't know that and they're getting mad. It's kind of like... Yeah, there's a respect. I mean, but you got to hit him on the head. There is. It's almost like, yeah. That's all it's about. And then, you know, they, they quieted down and they didn't talk because, you know, it was bad you know, to do that. Uh, I, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But I understand that. I mean, we understand that, Holly and I understand yeah, yeah. that. The musician should actually, play, there should be intrusiveness on the music, right? Yeah, it's nice no. when, you, when you can get it. Yeah, yeah. I'll do a you know session what? actually this at the city city winery uh, in June as well. They have these uh, seller sessions. Say. Yeah, the seller yeah, yeah. sessions are great. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. How to get Holly. you over there? Holly, we know yeah, that. Holly oh and I know that. Yeah. I'm going to do one on the night. You're going to play there. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do one on the night. <laughs> We're 19th. all so excited. We're all talking. Of June, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> incredible! What a time! What it's a kind time. of a coincidence. Oh, that's the coincidence because I was doing Lomo. Yeah. Well, uh, Shlomo Lippitz, Holly meant, is uh, he's yeah. the manager there, so he kind of oh, listens yeah. to all the music that goes in there. His name is Shlomo Lippitz, and um, oh, you we know, have goes so into many people wandering. on our show from there. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, this guy's called the guy that oh, approached me was called E Ehud or something Ehud. I don't know. I'm not sure uh-huh. how to pronounce it, but it's called, it's okay. a really weird name and that doesn't exist in Hollywood. It's like E H U D, and he. Uh, he emailed me thinking that I was, I guess I was in the New York environment and asked me if I could do a session there in the in the basement. Wow. And I said, yeah, sure, because I'm going to oh, be in, nice. I'm, I'm gonna be in town in June. And then, and I guess he didn't oh, realize I was from Amsterdam. Are you booked in June? Yeah. Are you, because I just got some stuff from City Wine. Are you booked in June already? Well, for, 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 a, for a seller session in the, in the City Winery, I'm booked for that. So it's not like really? a gig on the, on one what of either day? the stages. What day? You know? Yeah, what day? Yeah, on the ni- on the nineteenth. I play pianos on the on the eighteenth, and I play I do that cellar session on the nineteenth of June, and then I do a show at the Rockwood Music Hall on the oh, that's second a great of June. Mm. Ooh, Rockwood! And then I play. Nice. Yeah, Rockwood's like and amazing. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the guy oh, from wow. Fragile well, arranged that for me, and then I'm gonna do a show at Tom Clark's Treehouse. I don't know if you ever heard of that place. I never heard. Oh of yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll play that I with have. Kevin Kinney. Oh, great. I heard that was a great venue. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I think That's, so, yeah. You've got to definitely dial that out when you when you meet Jared there. You guys have to hang out and you yeah, have to go yeah, see the I band play, especially the city winery. That's such a great place to play. Uh, Holly and I have had and, many musicians yeah. on our show from city winery, and then we've had city winery mm-hmm. on. So we're very ah. close with them, you know. We're very close with them, and um, it's a great place, a great venue uh, to play. It really is, you know. Oh, good, good. Wow, that's really cool. Well, wow. so you know what we want to know is what yeah. got you into doing music. What was it that, from the very beginning, when you were younger, how did you get mm. introduced to music, and how did you know this is what you wanted to do? Well, I was introduced to it because, you know, my, my parents' record player, I guess, you know, the same as probably everybody. But I guess what got me into, like, making music was just being scared of the dark, you know? Really? In bed, you know? Yeah, I was always scared, scared in the dark in bed, and so I would roll around in bed and sing. So, you know, it wouldn't be quiet. Aww. Oh, wow. And then, uh-huh. And, yeah. 
I'd sing, you know, I think I sang the, the final countdown, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's great. But I was five. I love that. Old, you know, but, but wow. yeah. Yeah, I was just afraid. And then later on, I got a guitar when I was 13. And as soon as I got a guitar, Mm -hmm. I had some guitar lessons. And the guy tried to teach me Mm -hmm. a bossa nova. And uh, (laughs) and I asked him, and I I practiced, you know, I practiced. But I I wanted to play this Life of Agony song. I don't know if you know this band. This guy from New York called Keith Caputo. I think he's no longer called Keith Caputo, but anyway, I wanted him to to, to to teach me this this sort of hardcore song and instead of a bossa nova. And he said every week he told me, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it next week. And after a few weeks, uh-huh. he still didn't teach me that song. And so I left another lesson and I said, hey man, you were gonna teach me that Life of Agony song. And he said, well, oh, that song, well, you can figure that that out yourself. And then I thought, you know what? This is the last lesson I'll ever take. And so I just <laughs> sat in my room and, and started writing songs of my own in my room, very bad wow. songs, but but a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wrote them all down in a little booklet, had a whole administration of 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 my of my songs and anyway, I just, you know, writing music grew from that. Just I don't know. After the, I remember the first time I was home with a friend and we recorded a song just before his mother called us downstairs for dinner. And I remember having recorded that song and played it back on the on the tape recorder, and mm. I was you know and that first time you that you that you have the sensation of having made something that wasn't there before, mm. this is mm-hmm. such a highly addictive and sort of uncomparable uh, sensation that I really didn't actually want to go to dinner. I just wanted to keep recording even though we had no material. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's, that's no, where the yeah, that's where the exactly. seed I guess was planted and like a junkie in a way, you just keep, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> going back. You want more. For that. Yeah. You want more of that. And so I guess that's what got me into music. That's great. Yeah. So you were definitely inspired by your own, by your own desire to want to play a song. You went ahead and you self-made yourself. You went ahead and did your own thing. That's really, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I mean, I was also yeah. inspired by you know by people singing great music. Of course, I wanted to be like that. You know, I performed mm-hmm. in front of the mirror. You know, embarrassingly, until my parents came up and I would just no, pretend that I wasn't performing. And, yeah, it was, it was really embarrassing. But I'm, I'm, but I'm I'm 38 now. I can admit it now. But it was. Kind of <laughs> well, now then, I have a question for you to answer to our listeners. For any listeners listening that have young adults or any young adults or that are listening, what advice would you have to anyone that has a passion for music, loves it, isn't really doing anything with it yet, like on a professional level, what would you tell them to do? Because you basically just took took it on your own and you decided to just create it. Right. What what advice would you have? It's a big question, you know. Mm -hmm. It assumes that I have some sort of knowledge about you know, giving people advice and stuff. And I feel kind of awkward about that, you know, because the only experience I have is my own experience. And, uh, and, and, and I don't know, like, you know what, actually, what I find the most inspiring is listening to people like Randy Newman and Van Dyke Parks when they say, well, let's pick one of them. For example, I heard a, I heard a, a, a sort of a, 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 a 
a lecture from Van Dyke Parks in front of students, and the students ask him all kinds of questions about, you know, about arranging music and about writing with the Beach Boys and all these things. And then actually Van Dyke Parks stops the whole thing and he says, you know what, students, first thing you need to know is you have to allow yourself to fail. You have to sort of defend that right aggressively. Fail, you know, and I thought it was such a great thing to say, you know, because, because hmm. you know, I don't know, because yeah. it's just very, because um, it's a lot of failure, you know. There, I mean, if, if, if there's 365 days in a year, and every day would be a good day. I'd have 365 songs at the end well, of the year. Well, you know, you know, you know, it's interesting. It's a, it's relative. Whatever you're doing, like I, I've done album design for years. I mean, I, you know, in the very beginning, it was really tough for me, but I hooked on, and fortunately, things uh, snowballed. But it, it works like you always get turned down at some point in your life. I mean, you know, even the big names mm. will never talk about it, but they they've been turned down, Ben. And you've got to go yeah. through that. And the big thing for me is whatever you do, including music or design or whatever you're doing, believe in your work. That's the first thing. First of all, you've got to believe. And I think the most important thing is of you, yeah. you have a good sense of what you're doing. Because obviously, mm-hmm. for people, you know, Holly, right? The people don't make it. They're really not that great at what they do. But if you have a good thing and you believe mm. in your work and pursue it, I believe people can go to that. The, the, those higher levels. Oh yeah, you know, right. Yeah, and so that to me is yeah. most important. So I, I think you must have believed in your music, uh, obviously, and and then really pursued that. And here you are doing some really great stuff, right? Yeah, no, I do. I did believe in it, but I but I, there was also a, 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 a time in my life when I believed in it. and I didn't know how to make a living off of it. And then there right. was sort of school school yeah. here in Holland where you could sort of they call them the I'm not a big fan of them, actually, but they call them the rock academies. Mm-hmm. And I, at mm-hmm. some point, I was studying history, and but I wanted to make music, so I thought, you know, why don't I try to just get into those one of those rock academies so at least I can just spend all my time on music. So I tried to get in. I submitted an application, and I was turned down. I was like 20, 21, and I, mm-hmm. I thought I, I had some kind of you know, at least some kind of small talent for it. And I thought, you know, they'd probably allow me into the school, but they didn't. And uh, and then I thought, oh, shit, maybe I, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I, no, maybe I don't okay. have this talent. Maybe I, you know, maybe I was just, I don't know, mm-hmm. to, uh, and I sort of, and, and I lost all faith actually for a while. And, and I kind of went back to studying, mm. but then it sort of just came back through the back door. And so, yeah. you know, try, mm-hmm. trying to quit is also a good way to know if you really want to do something. Well, you if know, you fail at oh, quitting. Yeah, that's and you, and you have to have people, have, you have to have support system, too. You've got to get people around you. Like, I've been with major designers in my life, and some of them really uh, helped spur me on myself. And I was very insecure. Everybody goes through insecurity. I mean, there's no question whatever you do. You, you know, you don't. You know, you just don't feel right about yourself, or you don't have that uh, inspiration. Something, but but you need support of peers. I think that's very important. Mm. And talking to those people, you learn. And a lot of them. I mean, for me, it was like people just said, "Hey, you do a great job," and talk to Spencer yeah. Drake. I mean, I was very lucky, but I I think you need that support. I mean, it's very important because a lot of people are alone. Um, I think it's very difficult. I really do. I think it's really because you need that. You know, everybody needs that. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. 
you need the psychological support of you know yeah absolutely i mean i got that support from a venue in Groningen. and i'm from this city in the north of holland called Groningen. Yeah. and in Groningen, there's one of the best clubs i guess in the world to me anyway it's called vera you might have mm. heard of it mm. and anyway there was a there was a there was another band from my hometown playing there and uh uh, they offered a support to this Belgian singer-songwriter, and then the programmer of that place said, "Why don't you ask that other guy, that singer-songwriter guy from Colony?" <laughs> and he was referring to me, and yeah. I was sort of surprised that he actually oh, even knew funny. about me because that's I was. Great. But that, but that gave me a lot of confidence. I thought, "Wow, this guy right. is a programmer, right. one of the nicest clubs here," and mm-hmm. and he says, "No, no, leave the Belgians and Belgium and take the guy, take the local guy." And so I thought, ah, oh, mm-hmm. if he takes me seriously, I'm, I, I might start taking myself seriously then. That's right. So, but, you know, right. it's just no. it's a little step. It's a little sort of uh, pat on the back that you need every once in a while, I guess. Everybody oh, needs it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, what yeah. I want to say about about music and any really creative thing that we do in our lives, either writing or whatever, even designing album covers and writing books or, you know, doing anything. It's really an outlet for your own emotions, um, you know, and it's also an outlet for your own creativity. So it's like just an extension of who we all are. And um, it's another expression. Because, I mean, Spencer, really seriously, when you've been designing an album cover, haven't you found, like, some of the stuff that you have drawn and designed is – something you're feeling at the time oh yeah besides I mean, just um, with the client one yeah just uh, yeah no the I, go, I go into envisioning I, 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 yeah it's true holly i mean you know i've got great stories like the fabulous thunderbird doing their album tough enough i mean that they wanted the record company wanted a picture of them i said i can't handle this and then mm-hmm. uh jimmy vaughn gave me mm-hmm. an incredible artwork by uh, a native american a, a square mm-hmm. artwork that cover and I believed in it and I said I'm not going to do the cover unless and you knew it and and, yeah. and, and it, it turned out to be the cover so there's kind of like yep. you know what I'm saying it's what you're talking that's about that's why I mean, they hire you that's why they hire <laughs> that's why they hire Jared that's why they hire me that's why because yeah. we are, are the visionaries of the world I mean I think that's it's true. really important to be a visionary that's true so, you know I know group. with a lot of your album covers, and I just want to say real quick with Spencer, um, mm-hmm. Spencer, um, if for people don't that don't know, Spencer is, um, you know, uh, an amazing album designer. Um, not only that, but has a lot of his works in MoMA and the permanent um, art collection in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. One of the only, along with his partner Judith, um, only people that are uh, actually credited for their art in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as I as I remember you telling me. Yeah, and you're true. coming we're out with a vinyl link. show yeah, as well. Thanks, yeah. Bob. Yeah, true. But, you know, yeah, to, get so, to, that, to get to that was like uh, the ZZ Top song. Mm-hmm. It's a long way to the top, if you want. <laughs> you know, that's the yeah. classic line. Which but, no, you're right about that. I, I think that's true of music. I mean, you've got to, like, um, keep keep believing in your work. I think it's a, one of the most important things. Believe in your work, and I believe if you're good at whatever you do, you're gonna uh, make that make the higher steps. Right, Hal? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So you know, I want to ask Jared, what are you currently working on right now besides getting ready to go to New York? 
Yeah, I'm yeah, very happy about that. But uh currently I've been I've been in the studio 5 days a week for the last 2 months oh, wow. kind of because I'm okay. I'm, I'm oh. currently writing for this new uh Netflix series here in Holland called Aries. Nice. Oh, that's great. Um, Aries? Oh, that's yeah. great. What's it about? Aries, wow. Like the, that's hot. Well, I signed a contract where in, in which I oh you sign you know, a non-disclosure uh, so we don't want to ask uh, we don't want to ask well I can tell I you got a little it. bit I can, it's it's about a it's about a it's about a sort of let's say an uh, kind of a strange fraternity in Amsterdam <laughs> bordering on oh, on really? the occult and, wow uh, Ooh. you know it, I like it, that it, it, it has a little bit of you know Rosemary's Baby in it let's let's put it that way right you know, really the, okay you know the, so it's kind of you know like I know. It's I know different. exactly where yeah. you're going with that because I've seen a lot. I, yeah. I watch Netflix. I know Spencer does yeah. too, and there's a lot of really interesting, um, like, you know, borderline kind of things on there. It's great. That's That's this is a horror. This is a That's horror really show. Cool. It's, my first, it's my first horror score, which is, uh, to me, way outside of my com- comfort zone. Right. You know, if you heard the record, then you probably know what I'm talking <laughs> It's it's you know but wow. it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting adventure to to be on and uh, sure uh, but it's a lot of work horror is a is a very uh, it's a very detailed and specific genre and um, you know uh, so no, I'm trying I to figure you. that out that's great and yeah and then congratulations uh, on, on, on that that's great definitely thanks yeah thanks it's yeah uh, it's very nice to be uh, to be a part of that. It's again. It's a. It's a show that's directed by uh, a director that I've worked with a lot in the past. We, this is our seventh collaboration, I believe. Oh wow! But, that's great. Uh, but it's nice that it's Netflix because it's going to be. Uh, you know, yeah. potentially it's going to be. Um, the world can see it, kind of. You know, because it's obviously a series. Uh, yeah. It's a series. Yeah. 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 It's, wow. First season is. Uh, so, yeah. Currently in the making. That is cool, Netflix. Netflix has really got some amazing, um, you know, things that are, that they've got. I mean, just so many different series you can go on there. And I know Spencer and you and I talk about it, but you, you would not imagine how many people are asking, That's can right. you recommend a series on Netflix for me to watch? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you goes know. on all with you're right, you're right, Hal. That goes on all the time, right? So Aries yeah. is gonna be called Aries like like the um like Aries the mm-hmm. astrological sign, Aries? Yeah, and the god of war. Uh yeah, yeah. Wow. Ooh, yeah. interesting. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> right? No, that's he's really cool. the like god that. of the hey, Roman listen. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Did you see Endgame? Wow. Did you see Endgame yet? Over there? No, I, I, not yet, no, no. Is that uh? You gotta go see it. Yeah, gotta go see it. End game, good. Yeah, you. Yeah, I you will. should. You I'm waiting for it. the handmail. I'm hand not mails. gonna tell you. Oh. <laughs> end game. You okay, I wrote it down. Game. Okay, so now wait. That's the last Avengers. Well, it's they're saying it's the end game. It's Avengers, but okay. So let's call, talk about game. Oh, that we all one. Know yeah, that this, no, I. I you didn't see it. Sorry. Okay, wait. So now we got to talk about Game of Thrones because we know this Sunday is the last Game of Thrones. Um, have you been following it? And Spencer, do you watch it? I I I don't have it on cable. I don't have that one on cable, so I'm out of it. I mean, I don't. Okay. Have it on Me neither. What about you, Jared? But, 
No, no I haven't seen it. I I would <laughs> like to see, it, but I don't have I don't have HBO. Oh, you can you get know? it on demand. So I you can it. get it on demand now. But but I've got to give I Holly. I've got to give I've got to give a plug on Netflix because you know Judith's daughter Ariel mm-hmm. is in a series called Maniac with Emma Stone on Netflix. It's very good, uh, by the way. Okay. Very good series that uh, Ariel's and Ariel will be on our show because she's a great filmmaker and actress. And uh, but she's it's her first major role, but it's a biggie. She got springboarding her, mm. you know, into acting. Yeah, Netflix is awesome, and Ariel, yeah. oh, she's so cute. She <laughs> played in this one movie, and her voice, it's just, it's like, it's, she's got oh, the, yeah. yeah. She's got a voice. She's you got to introduce Jared, you got to introduce Jared to her if um if she's around. He would love yeah, her. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love voice. it. Oh, sure. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And she's doing this series What's the on show Netflix. Called? Yeah, that would be really Maniac. cool. Maniac. It's called Maniac. Maniac. It's been on for a while. Emma Stone's the key. Emma, Emma loves Ariel, and then the director loved oh. Ariel. So there, there's two things going on here. She has a small part in episode two or three in a diner with Emma, and then they have a they have this. It's a very bizarre show. It's got, it goes into sci-fi. It goes into reality. Mm-hmm. But there's a part there where there's a firefly flying around Emma Stone, and they needed someone to do the voice, and they picked Ariel to do the voice of the firefly. Because if you hear her voice. It lends itself to voiceover. Her voice oh, is so, so cute, Jared. Yeah, it's a cute little voice. See, Jared, when you hear her voice, you're going to be like, oh, my God. She <laughs> right. sounds like a little baby Betty Boop. Yeah. I swear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she does. <laughs> so so we are so proud of her. And, you know, the whole Netflix thing is really taking off. And just by the way, I did extend the show, and for everyone tuning in late, Oh, I forgot to give out the call-in number. If you want to call in, 347-677-1036. We're on the air for a little bit longer. Um, I did extend the show a little bit. I hope it's okay with you. Um, sure. <clears throat> I wanted to say I have to, that... Holly, um, i got I to go to oh, that's right. uh, Escobedo. So okay. let me put in a couple of things, if I could, before yeah. I leave here. And, and then I'll finish, uh, with, um, I'll finish with Jared. Yeah, yeah. Finish go with, ahead. Yes, a friend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there are three uh, things I wanted to review. One, uh, two punk events at the Mad Museum show that my Ramones posters. Mm-hmm. There's 400 posters at the Mad Museum now in New York mm-hmm. uh, going to August 18th. Anyway, two events. Stephen Heller, John Holmstrom did a thing on punk graphics of the era of 1976 and 1986. And then we're going we're to have on our show Beth, La- uh, Beth Lasher, who did a punk film that I saw and it's a really cool film, and she's going to be on our show. And uh, the last mm-hmm. but not least, last night, Raygun, one of the great music magazines, has a book out on Rizzoli. We're getting them on, and it's a it's an incredible book that was designed a lot by David Carson, the famous typographer. Uh, and uh, I had an article in it at one point, but it, it's a great book that we're doing. Uh, it's a history of Raygun magazine, which is which was the Bible in music for the '90s. In the '90s, they were the Bible mm-hmm. and the design. The design is outrageous. Each magazine had the most, the best design ever. If you see it in the book, you'll see you go crazy. But anyway, that's what I wanted to say, and I, I, I'm sorry I have to leave. I've got to catch something, but it was wonderful talking to all of you Make today. Make sure you tell oh, I love Alejandro. You, Holly. Thanks, Holly. Yeah, and, and Alejandro, um, I send him, he and Nancy both, yeah, you know, my yeah, love, and Holly I can't wait to gang. see them when they come out here. Oh, yeah, yeah. it'll be great. Yeah, I'll say, definitely say hello tonight. Yeah. And and okay. have a, and thanks for being on, man. And I hope to see you in New York. I get in touch with Todd, you know. 
about yeah, your yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice talking to you, Spencer. Uh, I love you, guy. You're doing great music, and right. Holly, you know, I love have you. Have a good so, night. Uh, I'll speak have to you guys later. Weekend. Have a good rest of the show. Thank you. Okay, Thanks, bye. man. Bye. He's so fun. I love having him on because he's always out and about running around, and he's always saying, oh, you need to come to New York. Well, you know, <laughs> there's a lot going out here in California, too. Yeah, so California would be a really cool place for you to come to as well. Um, there's a lot yeah. of really great festivals and a lot of open mic nights places where you could show up and just do your music. Um, I think it would be cool. Um, do you have I any think plans be great, on coming yeah. out to California? Yeah, California's no, well, like I, kind of. I'd love to come. I've never been out west. Tell mm-hmm. you, so I'd love to come You'd over like there it. because I've I've, I've 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 actually lived in the states for a little while, but uh, in the, in the, the Midwest and uh, in Pennsylvania, uh, but and I've been to oh, Texas really? and 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 the South, but I've never been out west. So, yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. have a plan of coming over there, but um, so far not professionally. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you no. should you should definitely explore some of the stuff going on out here because this is the time of the year where festivals are mm. happening. Um lots of festivals, a lot of different artists are coming out and dropping things and doing different things. You mm. know what I wanted to ask you also. Mm. Um since now that you have a daughter, right? You have a daughter, mm-hmm. correct? She's okay. 7 years old. Have yeah. You know- oh, she's 7. What a great age. Seven. She just turned okay. seven. Yeah, May 9th. Really? Yeah. Oh, she was a May yeah. baby. Yeah. Nice. She's a May baby. Nice. Aw. Yeah. Taurus. Um, Taurus. Very stubborn. <laughs> she's a Taurus. Oh, yeah. No, I know about mm. Taurus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, do you find yourself... Do you sing to her a lot when you're when you're around her and with her? Do you sing her and teach her a little music and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I just bought her a, a, a keyboard and she got a, an electronic oh, drum not. kit that she can play. You yeah, did and not. She, yeah, yeah. She likes it very much. Uh, she has a ukulele and a guitar oh. as well. I didn't make her. Oh she, no. She wanted it. You know, keyboard, I try not to push her at drums all. Drums and a guitar. Yeah, she's got set. Her, she's got her lined she's up. She's set for a, a one girl, one girl band. Yeah, she doesn't need anything <laughs> else. She just needs more hands. Too? Not yet. No. You no, need to get her a karaoke yet. machine next. The karaoke machine. <laughs> <laughs> the next. She probably like that. Okay. She probably like that very much. Oh, that yeah. would be funny. You know, I can remember because I have a daughter as well. I can remember. Um, she used to sing all the time. And she used to love to perform for all my friends mm. all the time. It was she, very. Did it she was, like the it applause? It was kind of a funny thing. Did she what? Did she like the applause? Did, did she like the applause? My they daughter all loved to be loved applauded. Her. Uh, oh no! I mean, yeah, she, definitely. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. She does. She does, and she still sings to this day. Um, mm. And uh, you know, it's it's something that I told her she should have. Um, pursued professionally, and uh, mm. she still has she still has time to do that if she wants to. But um, you know, How old's you your know daughter? when you hear people's voice, I'm not going to say on the air because <laughs> I'm not uh, going to say yet right now. Yeah, but she's old right, enough. Right. Trust me. <laughs> but she's old enough to know 
that she should be singing out with with out in public, but she's not doing it yet. So I don't know what that's all about. But you know, it's hmm. funny we tell our children, you know, um, hey, you know, go do what you want to do. And the funny uh-huh. thing is, they really you learn a lot from them. You know, like that's what I was saying. I've heard more truth coming from my own my own child and from just being around other children than adults, you know. And it also sparks a lot of creativity, too. So I'm sure that there have been a lot of songs and a lot of things that have come up for you just because you've been around her, you know. Um, well, you know, one thing I picked up on from her is that Mm-hmm. I, when I see her strumming her little ukulele and she doesn't know how to play chords or anything, you know, she just, just strums the strings as they are and they sound the way, mm-hmm. you know, strings sound when they're not, you know, when you don't, uh, when you don't put your fingers anywhere on the fretboard. But anyway, she starts mm-hmm. humming to the, to, to the sounds that she hears and then she keeps repeating it like a mantra almost. And oh, seeing wow. her do that reminded, reminded me of, that's basically how I write songs. You know, that's the beginning of a song. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, uh, it was kind of like, um, uh, but it, at this stage, you know, songs are very fragile because, because you know, they're not done yet. They can fail. Oh, sure. They can still fail. They can still oh, yeah. go. You know, but, but seeing my daughter do that, I was like, ah, this, this, is, this is actually something that you should sort of look for, you know, because it's so intuitive the way that she, she does that. That uh, whenever I, you know, find that in my own sort of musical behavior, I tend to not distrust mm-hmm. it anymore, but just go after it more than I did before. So I guess that's one way in which my daughter has inspired She's me. She's got the bug. She's got that music bug in her. You know, she sees daddy doing it, so she knows that that's, yeah, she's, apart she's from that, got like, it. Writing songs about children is a very difficult mm-hmm. and, you know, something that I don't really try to do at all. I guess, I mean, mm-hmm. there's only one song that comes to mind, in my personal opinion, that actually succeeded in being a good song about children. It's Randy Newman's Memo to My Son. Do you know that song? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What have you done to the mirror? What have you done to the floor? Can I go nowhere without you? Can I leave you alone anymore? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, no, I I get that. It's great because it's not are, sentimental. No, it's yeah. like, uh, hey, <laughs> no, yeah, no. That's why I love that it is, so much. But anyway, really so I, she's inspiring, but I don't write about about her literally mm-hmm. because I don't know. It's you know, it's between her and me. No, but that's cool <laughs> though. No, 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 but that's cool. And, you know, the theater thing that you're doing and getting ready to go on tour and the new music that you're writing, you're keeping yourself really busy. So I applaud that, and I think that that's really something really important that, you know, we all kind of do for ourselves. And um, Mm. I want to thank you so much for being here today with us all the way from the Netherlands. So Thank you, Holly. (laughs) I think it's. Thank you Very for cool. talking to me right before before the next natural disaster strikes California. Uh, Where in California? I hope it, it's, oh, it's not going to be that bad. Sonoma, Sonoma. Um, Son- I'm right. Ah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm about thirty minutes 
away from San Francisco, but they call this oh, yeah. wine country. Um, it's right in between Napa and oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Petaluma. It's a beautiful area. Don't get me wrong, mm. but unfortunately, we had um, massive destruction. We they declared it a state of emergency. They said it was one of the worst fires in history, in California wow. history. Um, lots of friends of mine lost houses, businesses. But you know I'm what? Sorry to hear that. On the on the other side of that, it really taught a lot of people. I think on a spiritual level. Um, to come together, and mm-hmm. everybody kind of really, it was very interesting to see because we have, if you know this area, there's a lot of really um, high-profile chefs and um, very um, well-known restaurants and stuff. And what happened was because the power all went out, they all ended up cooking whatever they had left, and they were feeding um, the firemen because there were thousands of firemen come, that came in from all over the country to fight this fire. Mm. I mean, we had people even from New York coming in, um, Midwest coming over. I mean, we had hundreds and hundreds of firefighters here. And, um, you know, everybody just kind of came together. And it was like since there was no power, you know, all the ATMs were all gone. Credit cards weren't able to be taken because the computers were down. So it was all kind of like mm. the markets were giving people food, um, you know, go shop and get what you need, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We all kind of pulled together, which I thought was really unique for the area that we were in. And, yeah. you know, we are rebuilding. So it's, you know, don't get me wrong. It, it, the area was really devastation. But to look at it, you would never know except Every now and then, I'll take a ride in the car, and I'll be driving down a road, and I look at the top ridge. You can see all the trees on the top that are burned, mm. and they're going to be cutting, you know, doing clear cuts and cutting those down. But it kind of makes you want to cry, you know, because it's like you feel like that pain that all that area has done. But what's really interesting is that it forced a lot of the wildlife that was up in that area to come down further. So we've mm-hmm. had a lot of mountain lions in the area, believe it or not, a lot of mountain lions, mm. um, lot, a lot more um, animals because they've all been displaced. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very interesting, you know, but it's just, it's a beautiful area. And if you have a chance when you come, you should come out to California and check out Northern California. It's, it's so pretty here. It really is. And uh, I'm sure it's, just gorgeous there. What's the weather like where you are? Well, it's kind of gray today, but it's, you know, supposedly I'm, I'm waiting for May to be very pretty as it usually is mm-hmm. in my memory, but you know, maybe my memory mm-hmm. failed me. Maybe, maybe I should no. be more, more patient, but uh, yeah, no, it's kind of rainy here, but not to the extent yeah, of California. That's what, yeah. Yeah, no, that's what's happening here. We have sunshine today, but we're going to have like four or five days of rain, more more rain, which is kind of like I said, it's like a clearing for me because it takes all the pollen and everything out of the air, so it's a nice. Oh, yeah. But, um, 
you know, no, 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 seriously, you know, and then you get to see everything growing more. So it's, it's, it's like really pretty, but sunshine's coming to you and it's coming to California. And, uh, I again want to, you know, oh, wow, that's great. A boat beneath a sunny sky. See, we're going to end our show with a song about sunshine. So <laughs> yeah, we're going to. Yeah, no, I just I just caught myself on that. I was looking at the song we're going to play to end, and it's a boat beneath the sunny sky, and here I am talking about sunshine. I want to say um, to you that it was really wonderful having you on, and um, you can find uh, um, KYD on, and, and uh, you know, the name of the album, but Awkward, uh, Awkward Eye, you can find them on yeah. Facebook. And also awkward underscore I on Instagram and, and Spotify. Um, and Spotify, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to say. Maybe yeah, the album's fun. It's it's being put out by Anti Fragile from New York, and it's okay. It's discoverable on Spotify for everybody. Oh, nice. Interested. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. It's Awkward I A W K W A R D and then an I under you know a small I and uh, yeah. the album K Y D. So um, we are. I, I look forward to having you back when you have your new music, and I'd love to have you back and hear about what you did in New York after you meet Spencer and stuff. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, great. Let's do that. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for having me on the okay, show. Okay, so to everyone out there, yeah, no, so to everyone out there listening, have a great weekend. It's Friday. Please don't drink and drive. And um, I just want to say to everyone out there, it's great to be back. And we will be back next Friday. And I am looking at doing some shows on Wednesdays. So just check it out. Um, Red Velvet Media is on. Instagram, also on Facebook, and I want to thank everyone for listening today. Have a wonderful weekend, okay? And um, You too, Holly. Yeah, and here's the song that we were going to end with. Here you guys go. A boat beneath the sunny sky Lingering on dreamily In an evening of July Children three nestled near Eager eyes, willing ear Plays a simple tilly Long as failed the sunny sky Echoes fade, memories die Autumn frosts the slain July Don't want to see you later See you later Oh
Spider-Man.